is Clayton Howe's Entertainment X. For part two with Anne Harada, we continue the conversation with uh, her views on relationships in the industry, what comedy has taught her about communicating, and roles that have taught her a significant amount about herself. So I hope you enjoy this part two with Anne Harada. How do you view relationships between a casting director, actor, or being in the production office with the casting director? Your discovery of those relationships, you know, realizing how close knitted they all are or not? Um, you know, I this isn't a new observation, but uh, you know, the New York theater scene, as diverse and as big as it is, is basically just drama club. You know, it's, it's, you work with somebody and they know somebody and then you work, you know, like you just make all of these connections kind of through six degrees of Kevin Bacon. You know what I mean? Sure. It's like, and then somebody will say like, does anybody know an Asian actor, blah, blah. And somebody will raise their hand and go, yes, I work with somebody. And then that person, you know, it's sort of like, we'll tell somebody whatever they need. You can get the information through like, does anybody know fill in the blank? That's basically how that works. And that's why, you know, all of our interpersonal relationships usually end up leading to jobs Mm -hmm. or, Mm -hmm. you know, because people are looking for recommendations and like, does anybody work with somebody they like? Yes, I work with so-and-so, you know, and that's how it goes. I, it's, it's ridiculous um, how, how much of that plays into it, I think. Yeah. Uh, in a way. Well, I love that you just said it's it's drama club. I have not it heard is. it. I mean, you're absolutely right. I've never heard it s- spoken that way. <laughs> oh, it's completely drama club, you know? And there's like, you know, a hierarchy, just like there is in drama club and like all the big stars are at the top and then, they're, you know, and then you work your way down. Right. But yeah. it's not, it's not bad. It's not a bad thing. It's just what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all going to end up working with each other at some point. So... Mm-hmm. It's, uh, that's how I feel. That's very true. That and that's a great that's a great point. I I'm I'm curious, um, in terms of communicating, maybe what has comedy taught you about communication? You know, communication in what way? Communication in life. Communication in. Uh, I I just think comedy is one of those things. Uh, first of all. It, people say like comedy is so uh, is so hard i don't Mm. think it is Mm. um if you're if you're honest about a situation it's pretty comedic kind of like there's no you know there's such a fine line between comedy and drama in terms of like just how you spin a particular situation um and i feel like all you have to do is play the truth of the scene and you can find the funny in it because most things are both. Most things are tragic and comic at the same time. (laughs) And you can't, you know what I mean? So like, it just depends on like how you look at it. Um, I I don't, I don't think too much about it in terms of that one is so different from the other, but um, yeah. I, I, I don't yeah. really know how to answer that. But. Yeah, no, I, that's a that's another. I mean, it's a great. Yeah, yes, comic, comedic, and tragic. Any situation could be both. Um, is there a particular you know role to date that has taught you a significant amount about yourself? Or I would say most? so many, ah, oh, so many, most of them. 
Um, I think Christmas Eve, obviously, because that's the role I played the longest and um, in so many different productions. Um, (laughs) I feel really lucky to have had the chance to work on that um, show and that role kind of like off Broadway, on Broadway, in the West End, coming back to Broadway. You know, like I've had a bunch of different tries at it and I keep learning every single time I've done it um, in terms of what more I can sort of mine out of it and how I can, you know, how I can sort of improve that character's relationships with all the other characters. I think like there's something to doing a part a lot um, that you like and speaks to you because then, you know, but you really can learn so much. I mean, I feel like, you know, what I did in 2003 had nothing to do with what I ended up doing in 2009. Like it was the last time I played her. Um, and it was, you know, because I learned there's like, there was all that life experience in the middle and there, you know, things happen and, mm. uh, your relationships with your fellow actors change and grow because, you know, they're different and you're different and whatever. So, um, it's, it was a fascinating experience to have spent so much time with one character. Particularly with that character in that show, had you from the very beginning always looked at it as being, you know, like what we talked about with comedy, where when you're genuine and you're just real, it's funnier because you're not playing for laughs. You're That's like you're playing what's of course, real. I think. Has that evolved? Yeah. I think that, I mean, I think that, show was really the first time that I really got to put my foot down and say things like, guys, the funniness is not in what she says. Do you know what I mean? It's in who she is. And you just write the line in English and I will translate it into the accent. (laughs) It's like, don't worry about that part. Do you know what I mean? I will, I will put that spin on it. You just write the line the way you want to write the line and, and we'll do it like that. And I, and you know, which is why that I feel like I've been asked to defend that character so much lately, kind of like um, in this day and time, that there are many people who are triggered by that particular accent um, and that choice. Mm. And I have to keep saying, you know, there are people with accents and it doesn't make them stupid. There are people with accents and you know, this particular character is the smartest person in the show. You have, you know, like things have context and you can't just automatically cancel something because you find it offensive in some vague way Mm. that was never meant to be. Does that make sense? That does. Yes. Um, And yet I do understand that people are triggered by stereotypical Asian accents and you know, maybe I am sometimes too, but I don't look at her in that way. Um, but, and, but saying that I can see we're doing that show would be kind of, could be very problematic. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well said too, to, to, to explain it in that way. It's not, you know, it's, it's a, it's a character in a show, but like you said, <laughs> Probably the smartest one in the whole show. She is the but smartest one. No She's one, written to be the smartest one. People wouldn't look, wouldn't be able to even see past the, the accent well, that's, to that. That's kind of on point. them, really. And, and you know, and I, yep. you know, it hurts me that this character has been so unfairly kind of maligned. Um, but 
what can I do? I'm, I'm an actor and I interpret things the way that I, I think is right. And, and I wouldn't have taken on the character if I thought she was offensive in any way. And I don't think that she is. Um, but you know, people have other opinions and that's fine. That's their prerogative. But like, I know what the intent was and I'm not, you know what I mean? Yeah. So well, yeah, it doesn't bother you, me. You created it. So you know what you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i know what and i know what the writer's intent yeah, was yes. you know i was there so it's you know it's for it's harder further down the line yeah is there um recent <laughs> given this pandemic and whatnot are there any changes you've made that have increased positivity and decreased negativity in your life <laughs> i don't know um i <laughs> i I, I don't know about that. I feel like I'm maybe I cut myself a little bit more slack about certain things um, that I turn down more auditions um, and sometimes jobs because for whatever reason, they complicate my life too much. <laughs> um, that being said, I agonize over every single time I do that um, because there's that part of you that's like, I'm an actor and it's my job to like do all these things and work really hard. It's like, yes, but you also need to take time for yourself and your life. And I think the pandemic proved that to every single person that is like, you know, it's not work is not the be all and end all of things. You have to leave room in your life for your life. It's hard. Mm. Um, Mm. Because so much of who we are is tied up in our, you know, careers, but ultimately it's like well what's more important your health your mental health your safety you know it's just like come on we've got to do what it feels best for us at the time yeah 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 that's so true i mean yeah if you can't bring your own life to your work <laughs> what work is there yeah, to no, have yeah you don't you really you're empty it's hard it's hard yeah. um i did a lot of traveling during the pandemic for jobs Okay. So I was away from home quite a bit and I really missed it. And it was hard. Um, you know, these were all important jobs in terms of like getting health insurance for my family, which is my number one, like objective in life is to, is to earn health insurance for my family. <laughs> um, I'm that. just going to say, um, uh, so, you know, and all of these jobs were necessary and all, whatever, but sure. I just, you know, but it was hard to be away for like long extended periods of time. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, yeah, no, I hear that. I, I hear that on the health insurance. I mean, there's, you know, you have your, you have your priorities and you gotta, you gotta get to where you want to be, but it's also, it's staying positive, staying happy, staying full, keeping that cup full. I'm curious, uh, metaphorically speaking, if you could put a word or a phrase on a billboard for millions of people to see, does anything come to mind? Yes. And it's trust yourself. You know, I think we get distracted by uh, people telling us what we should do and what we should want, what we should think and what we should be. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, you have to listen to the voice inside of your head that says, this is what I think I am. This is what I think I want. This is what I want to do, you know? And I feel like that's sort of been the one thing in my life that's really worked out for me Mm. is that I've always been able to kind of go like, what is it that you want to do? (laughs) As opposed to all these other people with their ideas. Um, And I'm, 
And I'm hoping, you know, like, because if it wasn't for that voice, I wouldn't have become a performer. I wouldn't have um, moved to New York. I wouldn't have done all these things that ended up being like these big important parts of who I am. And I just feel like you've got, you've got to like, listen to yourself. You've got to listen to what it is you truly desire. Um, and you can't go wrong then because, mm-hmm. because like, you know, things work out or they don't, but you might as well, if they don't, at least you've tried and you know, you did what you thought was right, which is better than like, they don't work out and you were unhappy the whole time. <laughs> that just seems, that just seems crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, yeah. So that's really my number one thing. Trust yourself. That's Yeah such a good has and that's gotten easier i'm sure each time oh sure yeah 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 of course yeah as you get older especially you know um it's much easier to kind of let go and go like yeah this is what i want to do or not want to do <laughs> sure 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 that yes and and I love that. I do love that. This, this conversation has just been so fantastic. I love that. We, I appreciate you diving so deep so quickly with me. It's so nice to just get a slice of humanity (laughs) from you. So thank you. Um, and of course I highly recommend everyone see fairy cakes. You're fantastic. And I can't wait to see what you're in, in next. And as life goes on, I, uh, I really appreciate you taking this time. Oh, no, it's my pleasure. Thank you. People of the world, Anne Harada. You've been listening to Entertainment X, the podcast. You can follow Entertainment X on Instagram at underscore Entertainment X underscore. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join Clay next week for another curiosity conversation on Entertainment X. Thank you for listening. 